Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the kickback on the OAM Podcast Network coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. We are just kicking back, talking insecure and talking life. You can find the show on all the major podcast outlets, so wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you're looking for the show, our logo looks like the old Yo MTV Raps logo. It's bright fluorescent. You cannot miss it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. After you subscribe, uh, leave us a five-star rating and leave us a comment if you like what you're listening to. Uh, once again, we're back with our Insecure Recap Series. So this is the recap of Insecure Season 4, Episode 8, Low-Key Happy. Check it out. Welcome to the Kickback Reviews, Insecure, the Insecure Crew with me. Uh, episode 8, Episode 8, Low-Key Happy. And this one focuses on... Issa and Lawrence, they finally meet, they finally discuss. So before we hop into it, let's do what we always do, just go around and give your overall uh, thoughts on the episode, um, starting with Raph. Best episode of the season, hands down. Okay. Hands down, and I just want to say that I have completely missed the ball on this season because everything I've said about this season, I was completely wrong about. I <laughs> No faith in them getting back together or even, you know, talking about it or anything. But I have—I was clearly wrong. I was wrong about this conversation that was supposed to happen. I just, but it was, I, I just, I was so excited for the episode. Um, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a grown ass episode from the conversations being had um, to just everything that was involved. Um, it was just really grown up. Um, and, uh, it, it was good to see that from two of the characters in the show who have shown us that they're not very grown in the past. Um, so it was, uh, it was beautiful to see. Great words to start it off. Let's go over to Kasia. Your overall thoughts on this latest episode. Two things. First things first, uh, Natasha Rothwell is a national treasure. Give her all of her things. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. The hell out of this episode. Um, I'm really happy that people are just, there. people who didn't know that like she wasn't just Kelly, I'm happy that they're now seeing all of her talents, or at least what she's shown us so far. Um, and secondly, this is the healthiest episode Insecure we've ever seen. Top four, best of the season, best four of the series to me. Is it a coincidence that Molly wasn't in it? Nope, because it was healthy. <laughs> okay, well, that's a great And Gabby, go ahead and uh, give us your take. Um, everyone has taken the words out of my mouth. It was a great episode. Um, I was very happy. Like, I literally was all smiles from the start to the end of this episode. <laughs> like, I even, I even laughed for, like, I had to tell myself, all right, stop laughing so you can pay attention because... <laughs> stuff was just funny um but it was it was a great episode like I'm so proud of this episode for real this is this is probably a time where I could say the best 30 minutes or 25 minutes spent (laughs) on this episode like for on the episode period um but that I mean in all I'm not gonna say it was a great episode as if you know Insecure just never delivers like it's always great but this one was just like it just met standards and, and went above, above. So, 
yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think people really like this episode because A, it was something that we've all been waiting for. And the way they did it, they just did it right. Like they, they got it right. And you saw, uh, Raph, you said it was a grown-up grown ass episode. And uh, one word that I kept saying was mature. It was yes. a really mature um, episode from the conversations to how they handled different things and just open. And I think one of the things it shows is if you have that type of relationship with someone, like they were so close, you know what I'm saying? If you had that type of relationship with someone, no matter how many or how long away, how long you're away from them, once you get back and it's just the two of y'all and you can get back to where you are, you know what I'm saying? It, that kind of stuff happens. I think the best thing they did um, script wise in the show was when Lawrence was like, look, no walking on eggshells, you know each other enough, like, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Like, they've had conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, like, this ain't the first time they had a conversation since they broke up. You know, they, they talked a lot, but to have this type of <clears throat> way they did it, I thought it was really well, uh, really, really well done. Um, plot points, uh, I guess we're going to do the whole, like, I just finished. I just watched it again, so everything's fresh in my mind. Um, they meet at the bar, and for some reason, that bar just turns up for no reason. Like they play Lizzo, and everybody just goes crazy. Then they don't play another. So like, come on, bro. But they start there, and they kind of start uneasy with each other. And then they move to get into the lift, and they just it's like inside jokes and joking with each other the whole time. What you got? Hey, did you raise your hand? Oh, no, my phone was making noise. Okay, I'm about to say, if you hop on in here, girl, what you got to say? Um, and then, you know, making jokes and stuff. Then they get in the lift, and the the lift driver is is crazy, you know, and, and she talking about marriage, and you find out that at one point, Lawrence bought a ring. Let's talk about that part for a second. Uh, Lawrence bought a ring. Are you surprised or shocked that Lawrence had bought a ring? I was shocked he had the means to buy a ring. Like, what did that ring even look like? Talk about it. Like, how? Because when, how? I'm like, how you have bought a, how? He, that was his whole savings. Well, I guess he did. He did have savings because homegirl, you know, at the bank, she was like, oh, you, you saving good? Are your savings still looking good? Blah, blah, blah. That's right. you, so he did you, have his little savings. You started from the beginning again, so you know, remember, good old Tasha, man. Good old Tasha. Shout out to Tasha. Big booty Tasha. Back shots her around the world. Uh, okay, so. Bravo. <laughs> like, I wasn't like, I can't believe it. I think it was, I think a couple of us assumed, um, but it was nice to know that he was fully in it. Um, so I think some of the where he finds out that he's kid, like he's devastated. And not just like, oh, that's fucked up. Devastated, but like, I, my heart is broken. I saw my world with you. I saw my future with you. And like, that's not a thing anymore. So I wasn't surprised that he bought the ring. But again, where did he get this money? And what did the ring look like? Where, at what point do we, did we see him? Like, we didn't see him get the ring, right? If I'm not, okay. Because I want to know when. No, I low key think I remember them talk. I remember. They were, I haven't made it this far, but I remember one point they went shopping for a ring. They did go shopping. Yeah, I remember that, but I want to know when he got the ring because that is really important on what was behind him getting the ring. Now, you can say the commitment part is there, but the thing is, 
guys tend to do stuff that is extravagant depending on the situation in order to save something. So, like, was it like, oh, I'm seeing this going downhill and I need to do something big to get us back on track? Or was it where they were in a semi-good spot? Because clearly we haven't seen them. We never got to see them in a really great spot. But, um, yeah, is it is it were they in a semi-good spot where he was like, okay, well, I just want to take this the next step. I'm going to try to to make this happen. So I, I would love to find out more about that. I mean, if we're playing with hypotheticals, it would be hilarious if he bought it the same day that he found out because that was the day of Issa's big gala at um, We Got Y'all. And if he was like, you know what, I'm going to like end the night with X, Y, and Z. And then he found that out. Again, hypothetical, but I would like Ooh. to know. Oof. That would have... Uh, oh. The same day he found out. And oh. also... Huh? Also what? You okay. lost it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's let's talk about the conversation had at the restaurant. When we get neat, oh, we, yes. we get into it. And um, wait a minute, she's still talking. Uh, hold on. Whatever. Anyway, they talking in Lawrence X. Why Daniel? And you know, huh? We're gonna start there. What? What? what you, you? Where do you want to start? We're gonna talk about the conversation. I think we should discuss the fact that he kept prolonging it. Like Issa kept being like, "Hey, what's up?" And it took him a long time to get to around to like, "What was up?" And that was interesting to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we should necessarily skip by like the whole beginning part, like the 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 first bar. Like it was great. Obviously, you know, most of the episodes start with a little splash and her getting rocked is hilarious but i think you get to see just in that in that at that beginning time in the bar in the first bar how well they still know each other like when he came down and he was like you need a minute right and she's like yep and it's like he knows like her and they it's like they never ever lost what they had like their chemistry because you've seen it, it, we've kind of been like peppered with their little inside jokes, especially like when he was with Condola and like he starts coming back around and you kind of get that whole, look, we still have this chemistry. I know how to end your sentences. I know your jokes like that, that never left them. And um, you see that in that beginning scene with them sitting at the bar before they were interrupted. But I think I think Cajun makes a great point about like how Lawrence prolonged it. Like he kept I think he wanted to say it, but that's a hard thing. As a guy who's kind of been in a situation like that, uh, I think that's a hard thing to actually like just spit out. Like you kinda gotta build up that confidence to to actually drop that and start that conversation. The uh in the first bar is when he told he asked Issa about the block party. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I couldn't make the block party. I was in San Francisco interview. And so that was the first time he he uh, introduced to her, you know, and he said something. He he said, what is he said? The quote, like, I finally had enough, like, going and, going and doing something. Some, something to that effect. Where it was oh, like, no, no. Um, about, like, getting over stuff. Yeah. Like, getting, getting over it. Yeah. Getting yeah. over it and getting, getting over it and getting going and something like that. Yeah. And, 
that was a very interesting way to be put it in the interesting at the time that that was in the first five minutes of them conversing at the bar. Uh, that's something that Issa, you know, that's something they all have been trying to do. Um, yeah. So those are, those are really big points. Uh, that's when Issa tells him that she ain't fucking with Molly. And he didn't believe it at first. He's like, yo, that's Molly, bro. Like, that's y'all, y'all together. And she's like, nah, bro, I ain't, I ain't with it. I ain't kicking it with her. So, yeah, some good stuff happened there. I think the important part of that initial conversation were the two things that they dodged talking about. Um, and it kind of set the tone for the episode. Um, him not talking about Condola, breaking up with Condola, because he was like, oh, I don't think I really, you know, we don't have to really get into it. And then right after is the Molly situation. And she comes back with the, oh, it's all good. We don't really have to get into it. And it was them saying, okay, we're here now and we want this to kind of be a good night. I feel like they didn't really know. Well, I mean, Lawrence kind of knew because he was controlling the night with what he had to tell her. But I think Issa kind of saw that this was, she was, she wanted it to be a good night. She had a good feeling about it. So they automatically avoided any negativity within the conversation. And by them, like, kind of just knocking that out right out the way, like, early, they just set the tone for the night. I think that first bar was so important. I watched it three times now, and I'm trying to figure out the most important, like, scene in it, and I can't. Wait, in the whole, in the whole thing? The whole yeah. episode? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you right now. But they're, they're going, um, but that first, that first, I guess, setting was so important because like they're both nervous. Like Lawrence is fumbling over his altoids. Issa is fumbling over her feet. You can tell that they're both each other. And to the point where Raph was saying they both still know each other, but they've changed. Like they're different. Like even just from like Issa's drink being different. And it's just like we know each other, but not in this way, not in this evolved way. Like we have both gone, gone out and like individually matured, as Jay was saying, um, as individuals. And so it was so important to me that they set that tone early on. Like even Issa, when she had her moment, she was like, I did that shit at the block party. Like we don't really hear her talking like that. We don't really see her affirming herself in that way a lot. Um, and Issa, uh, not Issa, but Lauren stepping out with the San Francisco job. like. I think it was very important that they both show um, show each other that they've grown, like, in the first, what, 15, 30 minutes that was. And we also got to see, like, how their chemistry has, like, remained throughout it as well. But, like, it was critical that they said, like, hey, we are not really the same people anymore. Yeah. I, I think, um, and what that, lead, that leads to the conversation. Did y'all really, I guess it was two questions. Do you really think that was the main question that he wanted to ask? Or did he, as the night went on, he was kind of like, well, let me, let me go ahead and ask. I don't know. I feel like it was something else he wanted to say, but then that question, when that question happened, it was just. Well, um, by starting with why Daniel? Yeah. I don't think that's the main question. I think that conversation develops. Yeah. And you actually get to the main, like, so Keisha was saying, like, she watched it and she was trying to figure out the most important part of the episode. I, that's, it's funny because I had the exact same thing, like mindset coming into this. I already knew what it was. And I can tell you why, because the way the camera like filmed it, when they get to the part about 
Lawrence admitting that, like, seeing her get up every day and go to work, knowing that he couldn't go anywhere, he had nothing to do. Um, that's a and then she's saying she's saying, well, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you ever tell me that? That part is literally it's the climax of the scene. I mean, of the of the episode. Why? Because one, how they filmed it. If you pay attention, I watched it back to back um, last night. If you pay attention, when that's when they start getting deep into that conversation, <laughs> did, I, did I go out? Are oh, you good? You got okay. it. When um, when they start getting deep into the conversation, the camera goes to Lawrence's side, facing Issa, and it starts zooming in. If you watch that scene right there, you don't hear any background noise anymore. Mm -hmm. It's literally just their voices. So that's how I know it's the most important scene of the episode, because that's where they got the realist within their conversation. Him admitting that he could not, that why he felt the way he felt, why it led to them not having sex, them not going out. There was so much that stemmed from that. That was a byproduct of that feeling. And as a man, to tell your woman that is a very hard thing to do. Because you have to accept. Lawrence had to, we, what we've seen is Lawrence had to find himself throughout all of this. And we've said this before. He was a bum when he was with Issa. And he wasn't, he wasn't motivated. And even seeing her go to work didn't motivate him. It, it was depressing. Yeah. He wasn't using it to his advantage to be like, damn, you know, she's doing her thing. I kind of get got to get out here. He was more reliant on her and he was not trying to do anything for himself. Um, and I think that's the most important part of that whole conversation. Let's uh, go ahead. Can you I'm just going to piggyback. No, I think that was definitely the most important conversation. Um, but even from, I get it from Lawrence's side, how that's hard to admit and just to like really accept that in yourself. I think that depressive state that he was in that we all kind of speculated and put our own two cents on, but to hear him say it was, I think, what the audience needed. But then also inversely, to hear Issa say, hey, I didn't feel wanted. Like, I didn't feel like he wanted me. And like, that's a very, I think that's also a hard thing to admit and say. Cause it's just something that usually doesn't get talked about. It's just the relationship's over, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like to hear them both own their parts while they were in the relationship, not after, not why, like after Daniel and all that stuff, like to own like what they were feeling in the moment. And even when they said, yo, we really weren't talking back then because this is the first time they really both expressed themselves. Um, for sure. It was. And to, and to piggyback back, I, I know I want, I want to let everybody talk, but I'm, that, that right there, the, the most important statement that Lawrence said was um, when we broke up, I got to blame you for the whole shit. So yeah. I didn't have to deal with my own shit. Right. That right there was it. That was the, that was the pinnacle of that Literally, that was, that was um, supportive of the argument from the female perspective. Because I think a lot of women were saying that, like, I remember when that first happened, it was the whole Issa versus Lawrence. That was a big thing that, you know, people were able to point out looking from the outside was that 
you know, he was using it to to blame her because like he just gave up instantly and that's not yep. normal. Yep. Man, let you ain't hurt nobody. Let's bring in <laughs> let's bring in him. <laughs> Tim has joined the chat. Why would you bring me in after saying cheat names? Like, why would you bring me? In? I don't know. I don't know. It just happened that way. So before <laughs> you heard what we were talking about, but uh, I led the episode off asking people for this their overall thoughts on the episode. So, what are your thoughts on the on your overall thoughts of the episode? I enjoyed it. I I think that it's almost it almost feels like is long overdue for us to get to this point um, of just not, not even like plot wise necessarily, but more so like for the audience to emotionally get to this place mm-hmm. of like understanding and uh, okay, so now we have this at this place. Now we still don't know if they're gonna end up together or what, but we got that whole old patch of sourness that we never had clarity around. We had our own opinions. We actually have clarity from both sides. We know what it is, point blank period, how they felt, what it is. Now, it's like, we got that the way. Now we want, want some new adventures, you know what I'm saying? Like, we want to see where it goes from here, one way or another, how he deals with Ndola. Really, you can just leave Ndola alone. You ain't got to bring her back in this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Show back now. Let's and so, like, for me, like, then the the Molly thing becomes a secondary support like it was in the beginning versus it being like the main like kind of uh situation. But it's not proven that Lawrence is gonna be that, but I I just feel that that connection like the episode yesterday to me just felt more like peak insecurity, you know. I felt like old insecure. Um, yeah, I felt like old insecure. And I the funny thing about that the conversations from the first bar to the conversation in the lift to the bar, like all that stuff. Like we talked about their chemistry being together. Like the chemistry is off the chain, just the two of them. But like, and they obviously still feel it. They still feeling each other some type, some kind of way. Like he's the, they over there really flirting, flirting, flirting. Like um, he used to say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grown, you know, I've grown. I'm the shit now. You missing out. And he's like, Oh, am I, am I, mm-hmm. am I yeah. really missing out? It's like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's like, a little, Let's slide back and forth. Um, it's crazy because they they have a good chemistry. That it's like I've seen him. Yo, know, he was on the game, and then even like him with Condola and other people on the show. Like his acting style is an insecure guy style, like a, like a kind of semi cool, like but not cool guy. But he's dirty. got or whatever you know. He's kind of like in between. But when he's with Issa, like it's a balance that makes him look totally different than he does with any other scenario. And I mean, before Insecure, like that's, he plays the same kind of role. So like, I think the actual chemistry between them is like actors, like are, are, it's, it's phenomenal, like it's so real. I want to ask a question and this is uh, an aside, but it bothered me because I had never heard of this drink and I, and I fancy myself as a, as a cocktail connoisseur. <laughs> I have never heard Prosecco with a splash of whiskey or Prosecco with a splash of vodka. No, sir. Has any, okay, Kasia. You Crying. Kasia, let, let us know about the gloriousness of this drink. Um, I do fancy a Prosecco with a, a shot of whiskey. Um, I don't understand why you might be good with vodka, but me and Taj actually argued about this last night. Um, but no, it's, it's a thing. How does it taste? Yeah, how does it taste? 
good. Like it's not like a full shot. Jamal, a shot in your champagne would do you nice. So which one goes in the glass first? The whiskey. No, no, Yo, no. He got his pan up. Y'all, I can't. <laughs> I got some. I got some prosecco in the in the um. Can we have a live taste test? I got some prosecco in the uh, in the house right now. We could do a live taste test. You know what? At the end of this episode, we're going to do a live taste taste test. Do it. Let's uh, do it. Uh, what I'm about to say, and Gabby was muted. Um, unmute yourself, Gabby. Um, after after the talk at the, is there anything else you want to say about the conversation at the second restaurant? They ate a lot of food. Yeah, uh, they- huh? Like, are we not gonna acknowledge that glorious moment? What TSA Bay? Yes. Oh, I was Man, about that. Wait, why are you going too fast? Yeah. I was about to oh, oh, oh. That. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to make sure we got done with inside the restaurant. I'm trying to, Katie, you're trying to fly through the episode. Come on, yeah. man. Let's bask in its gloriousness, please. Sure, gotta let that thing sit. Gotta let it breathe. Okay, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Okay. Um, anything else? Go ahead. And you know, my boy drinking a bullet deep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah, I like, I like that part. I I guess my my question. Did anybody realize like I, the the timeliness of Issa using the bathroom? Yep. Throughout the episode, yeah. I, I I really need to know what was it really? You just drank too much. What the fuck? Because I think that's the awkwardness. But I to me, I expected. <laughs> Uh, like a mirror wrap, at least, especially at the restaurant. In the, in the- I really expected it, and I didn't get it. And I was like, "What were you doing in there?" I think she's in a different space. Like I think. Okay. She- oh. Who going? This might be a stretch. This might be a stretch. Okay. But for a second, when she walked to the bathroom, I was like, "Oh my God, is Lawrence gonna pull out? Did he bring the ring?" Oh yeah, like I don't know. Uh, it was not nah, because <laughs> I know he didn't lie. mention it. Or I'm not gonna lie. Well, he went. He reached for his pocket to get the yeah, phone. Yeah, because he answered the phone or he yes. looked at his phone. I kind of had that feeling like, too. I'm with you, Gabby. I had that little little moment, real quick. All right, Cage, what were you saying? Um, no, I'm not thinking it was coincidence at all when Issa went to the restroom because this going through the episode. I think she had to constantly go and revisit herself. And that's why I think we didn't see Mira Bishy because that was a different type of conversation. Like, she goes to her when she needs, like, confidence. She needs to boost up. Like, I feel like Issa had to take moments for herself and really be like, what are we thinking? How are we feeling? How are we processing? Which is not something that she does in the mirror. She goes there when she needs to be like, yeah, bitch. But that was yeah. Wasn't the need. Good point. Very good point. They consistently leave after Lawrence said something very either flirtatious or forward or direct, and it made her think she got into that. Yeah. Question. Uh-huh. Answer. Am I am I am I accurate or inaccurate? Did she did he not receive a text from Condola every single time that she left? Um. 
he received the first text and then he responded to the second the uh, second time i don't think he received i think he you know he called on his own yeah when when she went to the restroom when she went to the bathroom in his house he and he just called her on his own okay okay i was about to say man you know because my conspiracy hat is on right now man so with everything going on so i just had to make sure did she steal her phone like what, what are they in cahoots are they setting my mans up what is going on right now are they in cahoots that's a great word um I'm trying to think about something that was else said that was said at the restaurant. Um, oh, oh, oh. Go ahead. <laughs> go back a little bit, but no, I think it was a really great example in like the personification of Issa knowing who she is and what she wants by the way that she ordered. Like, yes. Very direct, confident, I don't have topics, like I know what it is moment. Uh-huh. It was that was one of my favorite moments of the episode. I love it. She ordered a bunch of food, man. Like she, she did. <laughs> like she got a check or something from this little block party. She ordered everything she deserved. She was like, nah, nah, bro. You got that check money now. So <laughs> <laughs> she did that. And then I liked it when she went to the restroom at the restaurant. And she was like, order me another one of my little drinks and give me a shot. And he said, it's going to be the cheap shit. Like, can't tell anyway. Can't tell the difference. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, see, that, that's where I feel like, in reality, as I saw her, I think it might have been this scene. It was like she walked off and it made me think, like, that's what most people don't experience in their relationships. Like, that level of chemistry and friendship like that. Being able to like that banter, like as soon as I throw something out there, you know how to hit it right back. It's like you in competition to like not be the first one to lose on like the jokes or the inside. Like it's like that's what people are missing is like that real genuine like like because you do that with your homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 real friendship and that's what like keeps things together. That's why even at this point, like after like they get rid of doing the crap that they had in life, like they were able to like still be attracted to each other. You know what I'm saying? It's that friendship that's there at, at the core. Yeah, friendship is definitely at the core of what they are. And I think um, Alex made a great point in that uh, the best relationship that Issa has is with Lawrence. And they haven't been together in, in years. In terms of friendship, in terms of everything, like the best that you see the best of Issa when she's with Lawrence. And I'm like, yo. That's true. You know, very true. She said that. Very true. Just finished what she said. I'm like, damn, you know, that's a great point. Just because, just the way, I mean, and she and Molly have been friends for so much longer than she and Lawrence have been together, but you know, all the other stuff. Um, and then we go, then we just move right into the greatest scene, probably the whole season. Blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> Yo, the best thing ever. My boy just woke up out of nowhere with a chick. Like, yo, what up, East? Dude, what a whole female. We know each other. We good. No shame. No then shame. Then homeboy said, how, how do y'all lie. know each other? So he didn't even oh, lie about how they knew each other. Yeah. That's yeah. the shame, though. We used to get it in. We used to get it in. Yeah, we used to get it in. I was we like, wait, what? Those with overconfidence, like, they do that kind of stuff. Like, like then... 
playing above his like like his grade. So it's just like I, anything I say, I'm good with. So it's just like I, I'm confident as hell. Like I, man, do do stuff like that, man. It's so he always trying to make money, dude. Was like, yeah, I do security. You got any events? <laughs> He said, "If you got a birthday, you got a birthday." He was an eleven-year-old. Like what? My man, my man said, "Yeah, we used to get it in. Then were good times, weren't they?" Uh, (laughs) Right. Oh my god! In front of the other girl. Damn. Yo. Oh man. Notice that was a guy that was attractive or something like that. Lawrence wouldn't have done it that way, but it was because he knew that she she knew too. That is like, come on now, bro. That 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 guy, like I was saying in the other episode, like, come on, y'all, dude. Lawrence knew that she was embarrassed, and he piggybacked off of it. Had to play it up and played it perfectly. Like he didn't even care that big dude smashed. It was just like, wow, that's how low you fell. Cool. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just make fun of you for it. Fuck it. You- why not? <laughs> it was so well played. And he did it so clean. Cause I was like, yeah. dang, he about to walk off for real. He was like, look, yep, that's you know. Uh, he was, I was like He left her looking stupid in the street. Right. But he came back to the front. Brat brat. Lawrence peeked out just a little bit. Like he Sometimes like he be saying stuff that don't hit, and I'm like, oh. Sh- sh- sh. <laughs> he said, "What? What?" <laughs> he said, "Let's get it," and I like cringed. No, no, let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> then it just keeps showing they they chemistry. Obviously, when they're talking about uh, the born identity, yes, the, born identity. the best, the best, the porn identity, all this shit. Raph. but I felt so good about it because I'm like, fuck, I want to do that. I want to do that. That should look funny as hell. What do you mean? It's literally on a level we have never seen before. Like a level of just understanding and chemistry. I might have missed this part because I I messed up. My my screen messed up. But uh, I was wondering. What are y'all talking about? Porn identity, porn identity, all of that. Yeah. Uh, well, that that part um leads to a good part of the episode, and this is probably where you, where you get the um the title of the episode because they ask, you know, they look at that paint, they look at that painting, and it's called happiness, uh, whatever it's called, something with the word happiness in it, and they ask it like. What makes you happy? And they both kind of came out. We know I'm learning different. I'm learning that what made me happy when we were together isn't really what makes me happy now. And the happiness in my life is is evolving. And Lawrence came with a real one. What did you say, Paige? Learning, like, I want to, like, rush. I'm going to let you finish. No, I know where she's going. I know where she's going with it, too. I'm about to say Lawrence, is, Lawrence came, and this is not – uh, relationship. This is more on the professional side that I think a lot of people have to come in. A lot of people take a lot of people too long to realize. He was like, look, man, I used to want to 
have my own shit, but now I like now I have joy in being a work. Like I have joy in being on a team. Like being on a team makes me happy. Fulfilling someone else's vision makes me happy. And maybe I like, thought that was corny. Really? Was corny? I thought that was hella corny. Like that didn't that did not resonate with me. I don't know why. It but it makes know. sense though. It, it, it makes sense for him, and it makes sense for a lot of people because a lot of people once are you not leaders. You're, you're not. You're everybody's not a leader. But especially in tech, especially in tech. Okay, you don't have to be a leader, but like it just sounded like he wasn't even. Like she said, I thought you, you had like this. You created no, he, something. You said, had something you wanted to push. Didn't you want to run your own thing? And remember, when they were living together, he kept talking about starting his own thing. But he right. Realization that that's not his role. He works better in fulfilling other people's visions. He's not the one to come up with the vision. And when you find your place, yo, if we don't find our place, like our roles in life, whether it be professionally, romantically, anything like that, then we are not comfortable. And which, which leads to this whole conversation, the point of it is we're not happy. Yeah. You have to find that, that space where you're operating at full capacity to be happy. And that's what it takes. I don't, I don't see it as corny. I just see it as he came. He finally came to his realization. Now, I think that he's like working on teams. That he was going after this vision of like owning his and doing his own shit because he thought that's what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like he's not happy when he realized like he's like I'm an executor. Like I might not be the vision guy, and I'm not trying to push myself to be somebody I'm not anymore. I'm living in my role. It's like where I am. So I felt him on that. It's just like you can't honestly stay in your lane like live in your lane you'll be happy there you'll be comfortable there you'll flourish there stop trying to make yourself something you're not and I think he was so depressed um season one and like earlier than that because he was trying to be somebody that he wasn't and now he's found fulfillment in being who he is right and it's like anybody else's expectations of him yeah I like I, I like that because it's like for me I look at it from an angle of Everybody plays a role in every single thing, in every single scenario, whether it's business, friendship, whatever. Everybody has their own pocket, their own role where they like have their best qualities in the execution. And so, um, even if you're playing a small role, just for example, like every basketball team, you have a defensive stopper, you might have you know, a three point shooter, a three point specialist, you might have somebody that's big, you have an all around player. But, like, at the end of the day, it's about you accepting your role, but you can own your role. And so, like, in the mentality for being in a job situation, it's like, I know I am best at doing this in, this in the midst of working with these kind of people. So I can be hired in this same kind of role for multiple people as a hired gun to do this work instead of, like, yes, you're not the, the visionary for this, but you're still the best at what you do in the role that you have, you know, and you're playing your role. So it's more so about owning that instead of trying to think that it's different than starting your own thing. If you could be on your own, but be hired as the, the higher gun and, and, and being the best at what you do. So like, I think that's what he kind of realized. And, but I also want to challenge like, well, dang, what if they came together? Like maybe her creative genius would help like connect what he had. Cause he had something that was there, but it just wasn't, it was missing something. What, what? If he need, what if he hires a team around him? Like he didn't have anybody working with him. I don't think at a high level, did he? No. No, he created the app, and I think he did. He sell the app, or he tried to bring the app to the company that he started working for. Yep, 
and so that was that. But I mean, with this newfound confidence that Issa has uh, in her abilities and and what she's done and what she's projecting to do, uh, even though she still says she don't know how to make no money doing what she's doing yet. She did say, I guess I got to start showing, throwing smaller events, which is probably the next step. I think we've all said. Her energy, energy is at least better now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Kaja. No, I appreciate her, like, transparency around she's figuring it out like just because you've done one thing and it went well and like okay like you know that's your path it doesn't necessarily know you know the next five doors so i like how she was just like i'm figuring this shit out i don't know how to make money off this right now like i feel like a lot of people are in that boat where it's just like okay i'm good at this i enjoy this i seem to be doing well here but like i don't honestly know what this looks like in the future so like yeah i'm still figuring this shit out so that's all i wonder how much she made from that block party we need yeah, to on. Um, and so they're leaving. Our, the, here's another question. Go ahead. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not gonna move past this part. Go ahead. Uh, what you got? I was, I've been I've been trying to tee you up because you said you had something. Rolling. <laughs> I'm like, where are we going? Nah, like Lawrence being happy, finding himself short, but Issa saying that like I've been learning how to make myself happy is one of the most powerful uh, sentences of this entire series to me. Like, I Instead feel like- Instead of depending on life. Like, yeah, that- To get there, and to realize that they are responsible for their own happiness, that they can make themselves happy, and to really own that. And then owning the ugly parts of that and learning what you like and what you don't like and what makes you happy. Like, I love that she was so bold in just saying that, like, I'm learning how to make me happy, and I love that. Like, she is there, and I'm so happy for her. Can I um can I ask someone on this call who says Issa doesn't grow? Oh, or sure. she she hasn't oh. grown or oh. just don't see the growth. They call it plant play. I'm a, I'm about to go make that prosecco uh whiskey drink. No, not do you eat those do you eat those words? Not really. Okay, so how did you feel about how did you feel about Issa in this episode? Specifically like Issa. What you mean? I felt good about it. Like, what was to feel? Like, it was nothing negative to feel about it. So, but I mean, because you you have been a bit big advocate that she's oh, trash. In context, oh, see, it's not about Issa being trash. It's about everybody else being trash in comparison to Issa. And nobody ever giving the benefit of the doubt for Issa being trash. And Issa said herself she was trash. Like, in this episode, like, y'all have not said that. I've been saying that in comparison to the other people, not her by herself. I'm not just going at Issa. It's in comparison to why, like, why nobody's going at Issa in comparison to how hard to go to Molly against Molly or like against Lawrence back in the day. Everybody was team Issa all the way when Issa didn't have her shit together either, and everybody was like downgrading everybody else. It's not against Issa like solo like that. It's in comparison to what everybody else is giving to. I just I challenged that thought process. That's all. Them, I don't know, but I, I always felt like Issa owned her trash though, like. From the beginning, in her conversation I with Molly, she always made it known she was not happy. Like, she didn't feel wanted. She she made it known what it was for her and Lawrence. She didn't The fans have not him. owned the trash, though. The fans haven't owned the trash. I'm not talking about, like, y'all argue for her. She don't argue for herself. Y'all argue But why do we have to own it for her when she owned it for herself? Like, the thing is, with Molly yo, and Lawrence, they never did. Like, us, though, like, it's, it's, they're the same thing. They're the same thing. They're, they both be trash. That's, that's, that's what the episode said. They, they standing against the line, and both of them said, I was trash. I was trash. 
That's what I've been saying. They both be trash. And y'all just always say that, that y'all protect Issa and like go at the other person. Go ahead, Kaja. Where are these people? Since season one, I have known just as many people who came at Issa as the people who came at Lawrence. Like, there's never been one solo answer. Everybody was aligned to like, oh, Issa's trash, oh, Lawrence is trash. There's always been literally Lawrence Hive and Issa Hive because half the people were just like, hey, Lawrence is trash. Nah, Issa is trash. Issa is trash. We all know Issa was trash. Issa herself knew, she, knew that she was mm -hmm. trash. But Issa has grown and evolved in a way, especially this season that Molly has not. So it's a lot easier for me to be like, hey, Molly is horrid she is the worst thing to ever come alive this season because she has not grown but like i never understood why it was this perception that like oh everybody loved isa in season one niggas were dogging her like consistently so i, I don't i'm lost because it was, it was in again that compare it's a comparison thing like for me personally i'm only speaking for myself me talking about her is always in response to the comparison and back then it was against lawrence then it became like recently my 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 situation about like why why y'all are like so strong for Issa this season versus Molly. I'm not team Molly. I'm just saying I view them as the same thing. Both of them doing the same thing to each other. One may be more extreme than the other at this point, but at the time frame when we last talked about it, they were like right at the same place, like saying stuff to each other in the store, going back. They've always talked sideways to each other. They always got some bull crap going on where they judging the other person. They the same in my eyes. And same thing with Lawrence. Like, like it was like, Lawrence ain't got his shit together. Like, East ain't got her shit together either. Like, it's like, she wasn't doing good by going every day that we got y'all, which is why she wasn't happy. And at the end of the day, which is why he couldn't even feel her energy. Like, he wasn't motivated to go to work because she wasn't happy going to work her damn self. So, like, that's where it's like, why y'all saying the other person so bad? And then she's just like, well, she get a pass. It's like, that's my whole thing. It wasn't that her as a character by itself, like, damn, I can't stand Issa. No, it's, why y'all so hard on everybody else, though? It was more so that's because, like, everyone else was hiding theirs. I feel like she was more open with hers. Like, you saw her trash. We were, it was like we lived it with her. <laughs> but for them, they would hide it. Like, Lawrence, he did not own up. Until this episode, he did not own it. We just went off of how we felt and what we what we saw. Like, okay, this has to be why Lawrence is responding like this. And then with Molly, the same way. She will not own her shit. Like, Issa, I guess, I don't know if it's because we see her talk to herself in the mirror. She be owning her stuff. Like, she really be knowing, like, she not shit. So how, what is there to argue about somebody who already knows they not shit? But someone who sits here and pretends that they are and they keep putting someone down who already said they're not shit like that was the whole I, argument uh, I feel like I get you that's the argument. reason why everyone would go so hard on the other people but we we, we see the Issa interact you make good super valid points like like Issa in the mirror we get to see we get to really ride with Issa like we're inside you know what I'm saying it's a difference when they show her perspective as a character like we're on this ride this journey with Issa and then everybody else are stops along the way. They're just characters. But this is Issa's life. And so that's why y'all are super tied in. Like, and we all are tied into what she does and how it does and like what, what her interactions are. But like I still see her as an individual character in comparison to the other characters. And like the Molly situation, what you were just saying about like somebody putting somebody down, like, yes, you're right, that's accurate as hell. But I think from the Lawrence thing, it's not the same exact thing, though, because Lawrence, how can he own this trash when at the end of the day, like, 
he did end up getting a new job, going to get the job by the end of this season. Like he ended up moving on and and and, and doing better. Like he got a job. Like that's what other but trash. It was the way he like like the way he put it all in. I mean, like yeah, I said, man. in the verses, the verses Issa Lawrence versus versus Issa, it was just all put on her. Like she cheated on him, blah blah blah. It was just the whole fact of her act that kind of you know broke the straw of her cheating was what people blamed. She took the full blame for it. Like he said in the art, like he said when he was talking to her at the restaurant, like. You know, I just went hard on you, but I still like I know what I my part in this too, and so that's the thing. Like he never, we never saw his character from the beginning on his part in the breakup. He just like, went full throttle on Issa. He he was terrible to her after he found out what she did. But I which mean. Is, that- but it was for a while he did it. He did it for a while. He did it for a long time. We're just now getting to this conversation. You can be a little bit terrible to somebody when they cheat on you. For this, for this yes, long? Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been terrible this long. He has not been terrible this long. He hasn't been terrible. No, no, no. They, they, became, they became cordial again around, like, the middle of the beginning of season three. Or, like, yeah. So they I mean, like, he's somewhat like, like you know, he's somewhat like other stuff. And then you know, when they saw at Tiffany's baby shower, I mean, that was toward the end of last season, season three. But uh, you know, look, suffice it to say, Molly is trash. Molly's the trashiest of them all. It don't really matter. <laughs> anyway, nobody likes Molly, and she's still trash. Um, but there has been some growth in Issa. Uh, There's been some growth in Issa, which has been good. But one thing, they walk through this art wall and. He bought a piece of art. And I don't know what it is. No, they can't do this to me. Because yo, this shit bothered me so much. I was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to end this fucking episode and then not show me the, the painting. It was too important. The thing is, they're not going to show this shit next episode. Sharan was saying that shit. They were like, nah, they're saving that for the last episode for the finale. I was like, oh, hell no. I can't do it. I can't do it. I rewinded that shit two times trying to catch that bitch. Nah, like, I, yo. Never. It was just, it was Issa's face that made me like, oh, fuck, I need to see what it is. She was like, huh. I was like, oh, no, 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 don't do this. And then you got to show him walking away under under his arm? I was like, nah, nah, you're not fair. You're not fair. Nope. I think it's a setup for later, for the last episode. There's going to be something. She might come back to the house and the picture's up. Yeah. Something, something to that nature. Um, but it was, I think that's something everybody was like, yo, bro, what is this? Now, well, I, would, yes. I would be yeah. mad if they don't show it or they don't bring it back up because I think it's a perfect device. It's a perfect device to kind of keep tie, the ties Lawrence and Issa together again. Yeah. Um, um, in regards to just the cinematography point of view, ooh. the, the uh, scene where they're standing next to each other at the art thing, but Lawrence is in the red and she's in like the white. Right, yeah. I, like I don't know what that's supposed to be called, but damn, it was a good ass shot. To me, it was the best shot of that the was, whole that fucking episode. But she it posted was, it on her page. Yeah, was, I need to know. Great. I need to look up like what that's called. But damn it, it was good. It was so good. Damn. And the, the second best shot to me was the one when they were walk walking through and they first guessed our thing and they were in the clouds. Because wow. mm-hmm. it was like that. Walking in the clouds like they was 
seventh heaven, man. We walking together. We we here. We floating in the clouds right now. Like that soul shit. Like that that shit cold, bro. That's why I love that shit. That's some cold ass shit right there. Uh, like here. here we go. Walking on the stairway to heaven in the clouds. The lighting. <laughs> Every shot in this was really like the lighting was really, yeah. really, really, really good. This episode. Um. And it's the one who director who directed this episode has been their DP since season one. So I really appreciate her point of view because she's she's seen it all. Um, I think she captured it. Yeah, um, I'm doing fine up here on cloud nine. Oh, oh, hey, come on, temptation. Um, that they get to Lauren's house, and Issa Issa smart. Issa do that trick that all girls do. <laughs> I bet you got a bachelor pad. I bet your house ain't clean. Da 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 da. Knowing the dude gonna be like, shit, come on up and look then. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask. Cause okay, um, this is building up, but I don't want to rush it. But <laughs> if if Issa didn't, so I felt like Lawrence was kind of making Issa. A new he want to deal with this, but he know he got something going on. He keep getting reminded of this other woman right here, and so it's like. I'm trying to be a good, I'm trying not to do the wrong thing. I want to indulge in this, I don't want to go too fast with this because I don't know how you truly are accepting all this because this is a lot. But, I mean, you keep pushing it, so it's like, okay, well, let me adjust then. If you want to keep going, oh, oh well, oh, we're here then. You know what I'm saying? Well, he you did it so well. He did it so well to get her upstairs. I mean, he did, he got her, he made her vulnerable. I was like, oh. He did Ooh. it so smooth. That's the best. To me, that was the most impressive part about the whole episode. How he handled everything from yes. TSA to getting her upstairs <laughs> in the room, in, in the house. He handled, there was no hiccups. Everything seems natural. And he was vulnerable. It, it wasn't like planned. It was like, even when like he came back in the house and like the shock with her standing there and he was just kind of like, and she was like, what I, like I want to stay or whatever. He just kind of like, uh, you can see it on his face. Like, he really, it shocked him. They had to think about it. And this was like, I mean, well, yeah. Like, it was obvious she didn't want the night to end. But, lines that dude said, Tonight made me happy. And then, then Issa says, You make me happy. Make me happy. <laughs> come on, come here, gal. Come here, gal. Come on, you hungry? Come on, come on now. <laughs> And then, like, you the movie does. Yeah, you know, Lawrence has, has zero player skills. Lawrence has zero play, no, player no. skills. We've all we've seen this from the get go. Like, he's never been able to be. When he tried it, he could not be that player type. But I was just yeah. pissed that he was even entertaining her because you got, like, you, you asked Issa out. And I feel like he knew how that night was going to go. So, why were you trying to make other plans? I don't that could have waited. That could have waited till the daytime with Condola or whatever the next day. I think Condola has been hitting him up. He has not been contacting her. Correct. She's, I agree. But still, I he agree. he takes her back with a oh, I'll let you know how the night goes. I'm yeah, I think he's trying to kind of slam the door on it, but he's trying to just do it in person instead of being informal and just like getting it over the phone. Um, I don't see that going anywhere. But I think he just needs that. I think that's what he's just looking. He's just trying to close that off. That's that's how I see it. But I anybody whole season, so the whole season. So. 
Did anybody else think that when Issa walked out that morning when she was walking home that Condola was gonna drive by? Oh, mm-hmm. I, she was, I, I did. She was right there. <laughs> when she came, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, I was kind of disappointed that that didn't happen though. I was kind of disappointed. At least, like, she walk up, then they show her drive up, she don't see her or something. I just like, ah. Oh, and then the nah. music was so good. I'm like, oh, they about to interrupt this with a little. Nah, like, you, know? you, can't, you, can't, you can't hit it with the messiness. It was too good of an episode to hit it with the messiness. Yeah. They should have played some Jill Scott though. I would have liked the flat uh, throwback Jill Scott after that one. That deserved the Jill Scott. Is it oh, the way? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Cajun? You talk about the couch? I was about to bring up the couch. Uh, I had to move my computer to get closer to the router. I'm assuming that's why my stuff. So I'm I'm in the I'm in the, this area of the house now. But I was gonna bring up the couch because she mentioned, "Oh, you found a good home. You found a good home for it, or you you put a good place. You put in a good place. Something about the couch." And there was the couch that they bought together. And so even wherever Lawrence is, he always has a piece of Issa with him. Ooh, speak that word, brother. Speak that word. Uh, did I take it? Is that what you wanted to say? Okay, did I take it away from you? Yeah, that's all I wanted to acknowledge. I think it was really important. I think it was really important to the narrative. Good job. I read I read I read an article today in the LA Times with um oh, they interviewed Natasha and she was saying the way that they filmed that scene in the house. It was, they kept, they purposely kept them apart. They purposely kept space between them to build up the uh, anxiety. So when she did leave, uh, get ready to go. And you see the, she actually, she stayed. And then she takes a step toward him. And then he's like, that's when he's looking like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? And then they, they give, they give the lines, you know what I'm saying? You make me happy tonight, make me happy, yada, 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 yada. And then they also said they were very intentional on showing them having sex, but but showing the way they were having sex. Yeah. Right. Um, and that they yeah, they made love. That so wouldn't like, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's Because yep. I like, usually when, when Lawrence- She grabbed his head. She did that. <laughs> Lawrence out there usually giving back shots her around the world, so it ain't no love. And then he <laughs> Issa, Issa said, who know what they were doing? Then her and Dad, <laughs> you know, and, her, no, did, did Nathan ever get Nathan in here? Oh, wait, did uh, he, he did. He did at the pool. In yeah. the pool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, but they they wanted to make sure that they showed the difference between how those two have sex with each other and how they uh, other people have sex. Um, Raph, I don't think you were completely wrong in what we said last week because you thought the conversation was going to be about him moving to San Francisco. Yeah. Um. And it still might end up being that way because, like, when they woke up the next morning, the first thing she said was like, "San Francisco, huh?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you gonna miss me?" And like, so even even that type of flirting stuff right there. Which, so was this? Was that? Was that closure sex, or was that? No, be somebody nah, you don't do that. I hope not. I hope not. You don't do that to somebody. That's not how you hit. She woke up, looked him in the face. They did the arm thing face to face. Gazed into each other's eyes. That cannot be closure. Jamal, Jamal, it was the exit. It was the exit. The space in between them on that scene right there talking and the way they she awkwardly exited. And he was like, I don't know what to do. It's like, 
it's not that it's actually like an intentionally being like this is closure six, but it's like it's a possibility like that it may be. I think that that was, I think that they both got, they both matured to the point to kind of know what maybe we've done. We've gone as far as we're going to go. We can still be friends. There's still going to be this, this kind of tension, not this, this comfort with each other, but maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think they were like a perfect way to say, you know what? They never touched on Like, the how can you, how can you find somebody to live up to that, to those feelings that that person gave you? Like, the the happiness they both exuded in this episode we've never seen them have with anyone else like how can someone else meet those expectations meet those feelings i i don't know that was that's where it passed my favorite part in this episode um okay. but isa's vulnerability throughout the episode but especially as she like walked towards the door swallows her pride and then turns around and says what she wants like i've never seen effective communication done so well like i don't think we like so both communicate our needs not our desires and our feelings without fear uh, like she had no pride she had no fear it was just like hey this is what I want. I'm not going to be like upset because you didn't assume that I wanted to stay. It's not this like unfur like it's nothing unspoken. It's very clear. Hey, this is what I want right now. This is how I feel. And I, I just wish women would do that more often. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Oh my. Yeah, that takes make- a lot. That takes a lot. Yeah, you asking for a lot, bro. I wish people. Yeah. But like, like I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking women that are highly capable because like asking for a lot from us is totally different. <laughs> Not capable. They're capable. They're they're, they're smarter than us in a lot of no, ways. Listen, they, 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 together. They, they, I they, think they, it's I think it's a 50-50 and it could be done on either side. You just have to be willing to do that. You have to be comfortable with yourself to to actually say what you want. Right. You, you gotta be you gotta say. have that what's the worst I can hear? No, like type yeah. of attitude. Like, I don't no. know. All right, cool. All right, that's it. All right, it happened. I gave him my best shot. Right, kind of talk easy. We're more direct and blunt. So, like, if you say something, like, it, it, it takes away the long time back and forth or the, like, what if? Well, I think, well, I tried. I just assumed that you would know. Like, if you just say directly what you mean or what you want to say, like, it would eliminate the ambiguity. Like, we can just get to the place we're trying to go faster. We're driving around in circles for no reason. Agreed. That's anyone's job in this type of situation. I think expressing yourself like that can be done on both sides. Like we're driving around in the car because we're both in the car. Like get out. Like both of us get out and just say what you want. Like that type of vulnerability. Um, I, I just I want to see more of that in media, just in general, in life. Like that is so. <laughs> so the other thing uh, I wanted to say was. This episode is really important for the one thing that has been missing throughout this season, communication. Because everything was communicated the way it was supposed to throughout this episode. They were open with each other, they expressed their feelings, and they got the result that they were look they were both looking for. Except for Condola. 
Uh, well, fuck her. Don't, don't nobody care about no, her. No, but I'm just saying, like, that, 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 that's, I only said that because that shows the priority, <laughs> like, that he had for Issa. Like, in comparison, like, he treated her the opposite way. But he gave her, like, the time. He gave her his attention and vulnerability and honesty. And then it's like, yeah, he's shady over here with old girl. So you can tell the difference between he, how he feels about her and, and Okay. Issa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some theories going around that Condola's pregnant. Ooh. <laughs> oh, please don't do that to me. Oh, that would be so good. Oh. Damn, Slim. Really? That would tear me up. What'd you say? Yeah. Damn. I mean, oh. after that, Issa could be pregnant too. Shoot. Oh, wow. <laughs> hood twins. He about to have hood oh, twins. Oh, no. Yo, <laughs> insecure get ghetto as hell after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, mama, that's mama. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I, we all gotta be one. We we do want to know what the what. Why is Condola blowing Lawrence up so much? You know what I'm saying? And what what's gonna come? Maybe she knew he she knew about his San Francisco um, interview, and she's just like. She might have set it up. I don't know. I don't think we've seen the end. Of, I don't think we've seen the last of Condola, guys. He's trying to be his. Uh, I'm over her at this point. Yeah, me too. She's a thorn. She's a thorn. Like, Get her out of here. He would have seen Issa and Lawrence back together. Now they don't care about nobody else. Get Nathan. I wouldn't even. I was oh against man. them even getting back together after this episode. That made me see their relationship, and that's what I wanted to see because we never saw the good. Well. You know, when they tried to work it out, but Issa's mind was still like, she was still flirting with Daniel, you know, but we never saw them give each other undevoted attention where it just showed their chemistry without any BS. Like, I, I really, really liked this side of them together. And I didn't think I would be able to see that because I was like, nah, they just, you know, need to mature on their own. They probably can never come back together. But seeing their duo, <laughs> It was just so, it was really cute. Oh, can I, I, can, can I say this real quick? You just said something that made me think about this. Like, I think that, you know, they, they, bought, they bought their couch at the end of, the, of that season, right? Right before they broke up, they bought their couch together, season right? Season one, yeah. Yeah, so, like, but in that time frame, right before then, that's when he was just saying, like, that he did give it, like, a real try. He was trying to be 100, like, like he had. He had just got his job with Best Buy. When that happened, so, like, it's almost like a double time, like, stabbed to him because I was trying my hardest at that point and I got my life together and then you cheated and so that's why I hurt him so bad because at the point when he was down she was still like there and then it was like all of a sudden they trying to get things together they cleaned up they got out of the house apartment it's like then you found out she cheated it hurt him it, it, it hurt that dude because it's like I'm, I'm trying to be better and I am better but it's like she cheated it's not excusing his his dirt and not like owning up to what he was not doing and all that kind of stuff, like blaming her for the whole relationship falling apart. But I just think that that hurt him a lot more than we realize. The couch, the couch represented a recommitment. And that was broken through the cheating and, and all of that. And now we know he had bought a ring at that point. Like he yeah. hurt. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> Wow. Um, and my boy bought a ring. Come on, y'all. He wasn't that trash, y'all. He, he came up that fast, that fast. In one season. Like we said, we didn't know what that ring looked like. Word. 
That shit was cubic zirconia. <laughs> that could have been a little. With a ring. Yeah. A little band. I'll get the other part later, man. <laughs> I think they, another point, um, I know Tim was, was saying how, you know, why, you know, he wished that, you know, women would say, you know, certain things so the communication could flow a little better. The thing is, and I, I, I have, I, I'm in a committed relationship now, but in my past, I, used to always do this with women I talked to was what you said about Jamal, what you said, said about Lawrence's first question regarding why Daniel, yeah. like guys are afraid to ask the hard questions about certain traumatic experiences within a relationship. And I don't know why, but I've always been the type to ask that, like, after, look, you know, we're not, we not together no more, whatever, whatever, but why did this happen? Or, like, was it this or was it that? Like, when you ask those questions and you're open about it, that's a learning process. And if you can't learn from your, like, prior, like, mistakes or, or your relationships in general, then how are you supposed to grow as a person for your next relationship? Right, but like, like for me personally, like I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I, I try to ask this stuff ahead. Like I try to go that far, and it's probably not what people are used to at that point because most people have to warm up, and then sometimes they can hide stuff that they want to hide or whatever. And some guys don't never ask certain questions. But it's like for me, it's like I want to. Let's get rid of the bull crap. Let's get to know each other for real. Let's like have a communication line. Let's really connect so we can see if this is real or not. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just got to the got to the point of like, if we gonna if we gonna talk to somebody, like, it's no point in just doing it just to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, you just you just wasting. So you you don't like the build up. You're saying that at your age now, probably. You're not saying that at an age when you were like 25. In my, my age in the last five years, so probably 27, 28. Yeah, because anything lower than that, you were like, hey, look, I don't really give a fuck about you. Like, right. look, if shit pops off tonight, cool, I'm with it, and then I'm out. But then as you progress, as you get older, then you kind of want to get the depth. And that's where this you're is from a male's perspective. And not really waste time. And But it's it's hard, like, you can't, look at any relationship as a waste of time because nah. all of it is part of the process. Yep, you're right. All of that is needed for you to get to the point where you'll eventually get to. Everything in life is like this. Great way to tie it on the bow. All of the things we did, the East and Lawrence that we saw last night are all sums of their experiences post each other. And so that's what everybody that they they had a fling with, you know, job-wise, everything that they, every experience that they've gone through helped to shape them into who they are at that point. The one thing I do hate about Insecure is we don't really have a timeline because I would like to know how long has it been? You know what I'm saying? Has <laughs> it been a year, year and a half? We know it's been, we know it's been almost a year, right? Because... It took her, it's, after, it's after Christmas. It took her six months to plan a block party, or four months to do that. So we know, we know it's been at least a year. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see 
Uh, we're going to, I guess next week's episode is, a. Uh, I kind of like the fact when they do these capsule episodes where they kind of focus on one thing and they, they kind of shut the other people out. So I, I'm yeah. a, next week's is uh, Issa Molly. Molly's um, talk. And I hope, Issa, I hope, I hope they don't get, I hope they don't be friends no more. I really hope that, you know, Issa tries and then Molly and them be like, nah, nah, I really don't want them to be friends no more. I really don't want them to be friends no more. Because Molly's trash, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all didn't know. I, okay, and I think I got interrupted earlier because my connection had lost. But um, in watching this back, Molly really is trash. Like <laughs> from the beginning, she literally—I think watching it now, I can see how much more trash she is because I know where her character is gonna go. But one thing I think in last or last week's episode, we were saying Molly was never. Team Lawrence, or she was against, or she didn't like Lawrence, but she actually did like Lawrence. She liked Lawrence. She liked him, um, and that's what I was trying to say. But yeah, she she's always been trash. I could their friendship friend, uh, friendship could definitely grow apart. I don't even if we see some cute stuff, I'm over it. Anybody else? Tim I'm just Issa. Yeah, and Lawrence. Tim, Tim raised his hand before me, so I'll, I'll wait. Go ahead, Tim. Uh. No, I was just gonna say like, I, it's interesting to me. Like, I, I I think I counted the end of last episode as growth for Molly for recognizing that she needs help, for recognizing that like she she can't she needs to go she needs to go and get get some some counseling. Like she needs to figure this out because now what other people have said, what Issa has said in that other episode early in the season about her intentionally doing this, like maybe you don't want to be happy. Like it resonated with her. And now we're sitting down differently on it. And so, like, hopefully, like, I don't know if she's going to already have gone through counseling or whatever by the time they, they connect. But, like, I hope that she can be humble enough to be, like, and vulnerable enough to, like, show, show her that, like, listen, you were right. And I ain't did everything right. And, like, like, like I, I hope she can be that vulnerable and, like, have that moment. But I don't think she will. But I, I, I just hope so because they'll, they'll be cool. They'll that's be a cool. Reach. That's, a, that's a reach. I don't see Molly coming back like that. But what you just said is my, my biggest thing about the next episode. I need to know if Molly went to go see Dr. Rhonda prior to them meeting up. Because if she unpacks all of this stuff, then I think it would make the conversation a little clearer for them to have. Um, but we need to find that out. So I'm hoping that it starts off not them there at the diner, but more so in Dr. Rhonda's office, you know, having that session. Because I we need Well, that. She, she had on the same episode, I mean, the same outfit that she was talking to, um, what's her boyfriend? Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. And he was, like, trying to... Of course, you know, be well. I'm on, I'm on your side, type of thing. Cause she was talking shit, so I feel like she obviously didn't go to counseling. Or if she did go to counseling, she didn't, you know, take the advice that her her therapist gave her. Um, it seemed like she still went into it with her, with her feelings first, and you know, only seeing her, her hurts in it all, um, and not recognize that she, not recognizing that she hurt Issa. Asia, what you got? I'm happy y'all have joined me on the boat. It's plenty of room. Molly, <laughs> we all know it. Um, but my hope for this next episode is that Issa <laughs> continues with this um, 
vulnerability and like the good communication that she's already expressed. I hope it doesn't stop because Molly is may or may not be receptive. Um, I'm really here for Issa's growth. Molly can get Corona and be, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care about Molly. Um, I don't want her to have nice things. She doesn't deserve Andrew. I hope that he comes to see that like she is trash. Um, but I hope she does get her help and flourish outside of Issa. Um, I don't really, I just don't, I don't care to see her be friends with Issa anymore, especially now that Issa is in this place where she's constantly growing and she knows herself and she knows what makes her happy. Um, I don't see Molly being anything that can help that. I think that she's only something that would deter from that, and I don't want that. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the team, y'all. I'm so happy. Do y'all know any Mollys? Have y'all had been friends with any Molly? Had girls in your friend circles that were like, Oh, yeah. Huh? Yes. Oh, okay. Why do you think I'm so passionate? I think Kasia brought this up last time. Like it was like five or four episodes ago. I think Jamal asked that, and she she had the same reaction. So, yeah. My bad, bad, my bad. I I mean, I I know, I mean, (laughs) my bad. I mean, I'm not triggered. Like I told my friend the other day, I was like, I have to have actual grace and compassion towards the real Molly's in my life. So for this fictional one, Mm -hmm. she can die. Yeah, that's right. We did did say that. We did talk about that. Like, yeah, I've never experienced a Molly. Yeah, never, never. Um, I don't think my personality would even allow myself to get close to a Molly. Like, no, it would. <laughs> it would. <laughs> I don't think we would jail. So, mm-hmm. hmm. but I am interested to see how whatever this does does to the friendship that to the friendship dynamic between like Molly, Issa, uh, Kelly, and Tiffany. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, do they have to do the split thing? Like, like how do how do women handle those kinds of things? How do you all like like handle like if a if, if a girl like kind of falls out in the middle of the crew? Like, how do you all handle that kind of situation? It gets messy. It gets messy. Okay, really? it, it 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 be getting messy. Ugh. It's not fun. Man, it all it all has to end. In all honesty, yeah, like, I should. I've never, should I've never experienced. Like, well, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, it, it's pretty sad to see because, like, you can see the potential, but their, their flaws just will. It it overpowers the goodness in in both of them, if that makes sense. Because when you're looking, you know, you can see the good and the bad in part in both people. Um. And then just so that those flaws just be clashing so much that they can't even set set that aside and see the best intentions of each other. And so you just gotta you at that point you just have to throw away the friendship because it's like y'all are never gonna see eye to eye. It's just interesting to me like how how difficult or different it is with women and guys like how how with friendship. Women's like, like boy, woo, man, it's so different. It's so different. Woo wee. It's so different. Cause when Molly and Issa stop being friends, oh, it's not gonna it's gonna be a, like they completely stop being friends. Like there's no in-between, there's not gonna be any cordial well, semi-cordialness, but there'll always be like a side eye from somebody. It's just it won't ever be the same. A, I wonder if I mean, food for thought is we close. If women 
were able to improve the dynamic between their friend circles, you know, and understand like that that kind of kinship on a consistent basis prior to them getting to the level of marriage, maybe that would help with the friendship portion of relationships because people struggle with that connection. It's like we, we approach relationships with the intention of a relationship, not a friendship at the base of the relationship. Many times it's, it's always like, it's like we're just trying to connect with that person on the, I want to end up either sexually with them or like I see potential them getting married. So it's like, it's always the automatic jump instead of like, let me like connect it to the bottom basis. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a lot of a lot of girls don't know how to have true relationships outside of romance. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that's taught a lot within females, bro. Because we, like, I think a lot of feminists will even preach to is that we're taught from early ages to be competitive towards one another. So we don't really see the value of friendship. You know, like true friendship, like for real. And a lot of women, when they get to that marriage stage and they start having kids, they will, you know, I think part of the depression comes from they look up and they realize, I have no friends. Like, you know, they they didn't worn out all their friendships and all they have is their husband and he don't want to, you know, deal with them too much because they don't know how to, they don't have that friendship. No, for real. Like, and that separates that guy from his friends because it causes strife from them not being able to spend time with the woman. So it's like a circle of like, you're stuck in the, in the situation with, it's like, uh, we both we both messed up. Like we both not as happy as we could be. Y'all done took this into a whole different way. I, I'm very excited about this conversation that I walked in on about friend groups. You know, I take friend groups and things very seriously um, and how people interact within said friend groups. Um, but, I, while y'all were talking, I went and made me a Prosecco with <laughs> a shot of whiskey. And I'm like, uh-huh. not a shot of whiskey, a splash of whiskey. Splash, yeah. Not a shot. And um, it's pretty strong. Pretty strong, it's potent. It's potent. It'll get you there. It'll get you there. I'm worried. Where you going, Doc? Where you going? Where you going when you get there, huh? Where you going when you get there, huh? I don't know. I don't know. When yeah, I'm in the Mississippi River, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I had a, I had a church saying I'm just not gonna say it today. Um, <laughs> once again, man, I thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for for rocking with us and and uh, recapping the episode. It was the episode that we all wanted. I think I think everybody says this is a top five episode of Insecure, top three maybe of all time. Um, top three. So. If they, we were all looking forward, looking forward to it. They did it and they did it well. And we will see what happens with Issa and Molly next week. So uh, thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back.